0: Good morning, happy Tuesday, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, February 4th, 2020, and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 87, the second paragraph starting with If Circumstances Warrant. We'll be focusing on that one paragraph only, Today's readers are, and thank you so much for your service, Irini M., Renee A., Nancy P., Lois B., Phyllis D., and our newcomer greeter will be Naoma B., and our host for the second hour, Leslie M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, February 3rd, 2020. The 7 a.m. meeting is 14,059. That's one four zero five nine for the seven AM Eastern meeting yesterday. And for the ten AM Eastern meeting a ten AM Eastern meeting fourteen thousand and sixty one. That's one four zero six one. One four zero six one. O eight preamble. to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through the abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Lou B. to read the 12 Steps. Go
1: ahead, Lou. Good morning. This is Lou B. I'm a grateful, recovered compulsive overeater in Texas. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank you so much, Lou. I will now ask Phyllis C. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Phyllis.
2: This is Phyllis D. Uh, and good morning to everybody. I'm Phyllis uh, from Central Illinois and Compulsive Eater. The 12 Traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Phyllis. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. Again, there is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that you're sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone except the speaker's phone should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book. We are on page 87 on the second paragraph, and I'm going to ask Irini M. to get us started. Go ahead,
3: Irini. Happy to hear from you. Yes, thank you, Amy, for your service. Um, Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination, which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. And um, good morning once again. Um, So it's about, it's amazing that there's so many prayers that emphasize the spiritual principles in this book. And I'm so grateful that there are other books as well that are available that are inspiring and what is it that I am seeking that feeds my soul when I seek guidance direction and healing and it's that connection with God to be in his presence and it's that inner knowing that I am always being taken care of no matter what just as long as I'm connected so when I don't have words then I'm cultivating that inner silence which is powerful as well. And if I do need words, such as, be still and know that I am God, are always there. It says here, ask others to join in morning meditation along with a morning devotion. And this really opened me up and nourished me spiritually because prayer and meditation for me interrupts my thoughts that don't serve me and that keeps me away from God. So it takes me to a higher source of thinking, to that higher self. And it's my daily relationship with God that has manifested how my day looks. It's God's will for me to be happy, joyous, and free. And why wouldn't I want this? So it's not just this connection in the morning, but it's 24-7. And it's all about building a prayer life that enlarges and enriches my spiritual life that gives me spiritual eyes. In 1990, before program, my dearest friend planted a seed in my heart about prayer group. I was very sick, and he wrote a prayer for me and asked me to hand out the prayer to all my friends and family to pray for me three times a day at the same time. When the doctors couldn't help me, that prayer did. And this is why my faith goes deep, because God does for me what I nor another cannot do for myself. Group prayer is really powerful, and when I entered program, I also joined a prayer group for years. We would ask for forgiveness and give praise to all our blessings, and we would lift one another. We would pray peace for the world, but most importantly, how the Word of God was placed in our hearts and have it manifest in our daily living. And this is prayer in action. You know, a group also is, is, um, is also a form of accountability to be centered in God consciousness. And it's all about our interior life and being in communion with God and cultivating our inner life of love and peace. And when we go to any lengths to do that, we can also ask for guidance from religious figures by having an open heart and mind and make use of what they offer. So it's a journey of spiritual progress not spiritual perfection. Thank you so much, and I passed.
0: Thank you so much, Irini, for sharing. Okay, so who would like to share on what was read? And if you haven't shared Melissa. in a couple of days, we'd love to hear from you.
3: Melissa,
0: so, hey. am
4: M. from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Nancy, Nancy P. P.
0: Nancy. Nancy. Was that Nancy P. as in Paul or T. as in Tom?
5: Nancy P. as in One Trick Pony.
0: Yeah. Okay, Nancy P. And that's all I've got. So, Barbara E. Right. Barbara E. Dana I know a few M. other people I missed. So if you could chime back in, that would be great. Dana M. Dana, I got you. Lisa B. Lisa B. I can take a couple more. So who were those folks I missed? You all came in at Claire once. M and didn't hear a thing. UK? Say that again. Who was that? There was a faint voice there. Clara M okay, from can... the UK. Clara M. There we go. All right. We're going to go with that group. Melissa C., Nancy T., Barbara E., Dana M., Lisa B., Clara M. Sorry if I miss you. Jump in on the second group, please. Okay, Melissa C., please go
6: ahead.
7: Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for your service this morning, Amy. It's Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in New York. Um, You know, when when I learned um, in regards to prayer and meditation um was like just do it <laughs> right it's it and and it would be dreamy like it would be absolutely dreamy to have my husband and my kids join me in prayer and meditation and i laugh cuz like that is just not happening today um you know my husband's not one to particularly fall on his knees and pray but um i do know like that my prayer life has brought comfort to him and to my children and 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 i know that he takes comfort from having a wife who has faith you know i i know because um he's leaned on it and so have my kids and and that fills me up and know and it just informs me that i'm on the right path you know um i think like this part in the book really brings me back to a particular time um, when it was a few years ago, and we were having just a lot of difficulty with my daughter. You know, we found out we were away, and she she was caught shoplifting and acting out, and and I was distraught, and I was beside myself, and, and I remember, like, saying to my husband, I don't know what to do and, and I'm worried and I'm at my wits end and I can't take this anymore and like I just it was like the old me coming out of my mouth and my husband looked at me and he said, Wait, wait a second, he said, You always know what to say at these moments. He's like, You always tell me, God's got this. This universe has a beautiful plan for our kids and we don't have to worry, we don't have to be afraid and And he repeated for me in that moment, word for word, what I had been, like, saying over and over, thinking that it was falling on deaf ears. And I realized in that moment that my recovery had nothing. I mean, it was great that I lost weight. That was awesome because we were away on a vacation I was feeling good in a bathing suit. But really what it was was that I was bringing comfort and faith to my family. And when he said that to me, um, I looked at him and I said, like, do you want me to say that to you now? And he said, yes. And and so my prayer life came out of my words again, and it brought, it brought me comfort, and it brought me faith. And so that's why I do this over and over again. There has not been one problem that I have gone through, recovered, and there's been many that I have not been able to find god in it and god has sustained me he's never left me alone this god is powerful and big thanks with that i'll pass
0: perfect timing okay nancy p you're up please go ahead
5: hi this is nancy p from west newton massachusetts thanks for letting me share (coughs) excuse me so um In the pool household, nobody but Nancy is interested in a higher power. So I don't go there for um, any sort of companionship in my endeavors. But um, there's no – and there's no conflict because I don't try to – I don't go there and I don't ask them to come to me for it. Um, What I do do is um, I take – I look around me and the people that I talk to on the, on the line, my particular friends have been of great help to me. And, you know, sometimes my meditation is, you know, just a few words to my higher power. Show me how much you love me because, because I feel so safe and so protected that I, I don't hesitate to ask this, this spirit to, to help me. And, um, There's no, they're telling me, there's no, if I chose to, I could go back to my house of worship in the religion that I was raised in and I could get help there if I chose to, but I don't have to. I can do whatever I want as long as I work on getting spiritually woke. Um, And, you know, one of my friends said, you know, I said, oh, you know, I'm not satisfied. I want, you know, I want to do better. And um, she said, you know, to put a timer on. So I did that, and that's been helping. And, um, you know, now those things just, and it doesn't take a long time. This is the thing. I always thought that I should start at the end just to make sure that I'd have enough. Um, but I can start at the beginning and and build from there. And it's just like getting, it's just like recovering. When I put the food down and surrendered, I got better fast. It didn't take years. I didn't have to have a secret book or secret handshake or join a secret club or feel left out. Everybody in, in on these on the line here this morning welcomed me. Everybody that I talked to welcomed me and helped me. And you know, um similar to the previous um speaker, I too had um a daughter that was in dire need. Um my daughter was cutting and burning herself and um and that summer um that she was hospitalized for the entire summer and I had to go visit her every day. And sometimes I spent my my drive over there just crying saying, show me how much you love me. And and I didn't eat compulsively. And, you know, for a data-driven chick like me, the proof was in the pudding, if you'll forgive the pun. Um, You know, I didn't eat compulsively and I have not needed to. And so that comfortable relationship i'm never in conflict it's there when i look for it you know that's all that i have to do to feel like i'm in touch is just look for it just think about it and then it's there it's just it's with me like a cozy bathrobe and um and i can't tell you that you know how much that means to me like for years for decades i thought i had to pray the way that other people did and i thought i had to meditate the way that other people did but that's not the case I got to decide. I got to decide what my, I'll wrap up, what my higher power was, what I wanted my higher power to do for me, and how to pray and meditate, and it all works, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy T. Barbara, you are up.
8: Good morning, everyone, and Amy, thank you so much for your service today. I love being on this meeting. Well, prayer and meditation is not something that I really embraced completely. When I came into the rooms of OA, and it was two decades ago and 130 pounds ago, I was told that I had taken step one just by walking through the door. Well, that wasn't true. There was a lot more to it. I had to be willing to be powerless, to admit to to it, and to seek God's help. And that's where it came in. So when I did all the steps and I did them exactly as I was told to do, I didn't modify them. I didn't say yes, but, or maybe, or can I skip this one? I did exactly what I was told to do. When I got to step 11 and it said that I needed to consciously seek through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God as I understood my God, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out, I jerked it. I forgot to pray. I would say a prayer before breakfast, teach me to eat right and for the right reasons, and there's more, and I would close my eyes and take five deep breaths and begin to eat, but that was it. And I realized as I went through the program that I needed to build my muscle of prayer and meditation and listen for God to speak to me. And sometimes I can hear him. It could be a hunch. It could be an intuition. And sometimes I don't. And if I don't, I'll pray again and hope that I hear it. But not every day is perfect, and I certainly am not perfect and i may face indecision i may not be able to determine which course to take but if i'm standing still then i'm then i'm falling not going anywhere i have to keep moving forward always and that means incorporating prayer and meditation more into my day so i improve that conscious contact so that my thinking as time passes may be more on a plane of inspiration and less on a hunch. And if I'm lucky, I will be less in danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, irritation, inconsideracy, withdrawal, coldness. I ask God to do this for me. I can't do it. God can And the principle that I just wanted to mention for step 11 is spiritual awareness. 10 was perseverance. But spiritual awareness is what I'm looking for each day so that I may be a more useful, productive person for the community, my family, my members around me. And I'm so truly grateful that we have built this community here Vision for you from all over the world because they give me so much hope and so much fellowship that I never, ever had before, except with my food. Thank
4: you, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Barbara E., Dana M.,
4: it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thanks so much. Um, This is Dana M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Pennsylvania. Um, When I listened to the passage in the big book being read, I thought a lot about how grateful I am, and thank goodness that program invited me to take an opportunity to practice take what I like and leave the rest when it comes to my faith. Um... It's been just in the last few years that I found a spiritual community that I'm in alignment with. And I shudder to think uh, what would have happened if I swore the whole thing off in terms of my spirituality. Um, Simply because I disagree with one particular component or perhaps I'm putting... um, personalities before my principles, also obviously a a recovery concept uh, that really bleeds into my whole life. Uh, Now that I've found a place where I feel like, you know, I can be genuine in my faith, um, it blesses me all the time. I think about step 12 uh, with the service and the opportunities uh, to be of service to God's kids outside of the rooms and in all of my affairs. So I'm so glad I used my will properly in that area. And uh, with recovery, quote unquote, in my pocket, um, really made a journey to find, to to really find uh, A way of uh, being able to get with others who have a similar belief system and feel genuine and feel connected and really feel uh, like i'm cultivating my spirituality on a daily basis not just in the rooms but outside of the rooms to be of maximum service not just to myself but particularly with others it really helps me to uh take the focus off of myself and be less me centered, thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you so much dana Lisa B. you're up, please go ahead.
9: Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I spell my name l e s a There's so much in this paragraph, and I love all the shares um Well, I'll just share briefly, when I was newly recovered, I was sharing a 10-step with a recovered fellow, and she said to me, when I feel like that, I crave my higher power like I crave air, and I seek my higher power like I seek that air. And I thought, wow, you know, I'm not really feeling that way. So I started really digging in deeper. And um, I needed to start to see where religious people are right and look for other helpful books that will be aligned with the spiritual principles. And there's so much hope in this text of ours you know it tells me that the spiritual principles of the 12 steps can solve all my problems and then I think about the promise in the 10th step that says the problem has been removed you know it's been removed through having an experiential um, experience through these 12 steps and my beloved AA meetings often for me um, is like a church experience for me the spirituality that I feel in those meetings is so special for me. Um, And that's what happened to me from my very first introduction of 12-step meetings. And then I was led to a vision for you. And I couldn't believe that it was possible to recover through the 12 steps of this program and this textbook from this illness so um you know today as a person that's recovered i can be outside in nature and i can at any moment tap into that presence and i do have a a routine i hate to use that word routine because it sounds like drudgery or a grind but i do have a routine that's so important to me where i go to books that are um nourishing to my spirit to help me get contemplation and focused on that presence and I do incorporate that daily and I have had to learn to see where religious people are right and I have had to learn to see where everyone has something to offer everyone all around me the illness of alcoholism the illness of compulsive overeating wants me to see how I'm separate how I'm different you know not to be unified um, the other thing I want to share is the joy of being able to be in the moment wherever I am, not only in nature, but you know, even in a difficult situation at work or with family or on the road, and I can always tap into that presence. And I think about the word consciousness. It means awake and aware. And that's what I am today. I am awake and I am aware. So with that I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa B. Okay, Clara M, you are up. Please go ahead.
10: Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, hi, my name is Clara M. I'm in the UK. It's lunchtime here. And I am terrified of sharing. I'm very inspired to share by people on the line this week who've encouraged you new know, people who haven't shared before. So This is my first time sharing, although I've been Welcome. listening for a few months. Um mm-hmm so this paragraph i um do you know, i really love this paragraph because it really gives us permission to um to experiment and um I think this is a real case this paragraph for me of of take what you like and leave the rest um I come from a very non religious background um, my father was particularly um he wasn't agnostic he was actually atheist really and um when I first came to the program when I was eighteen years old i was i was um Pretty devastated really to hear it was religious religious or that's what I thought it was the word god um and I'm very very grateful to have people at that point who you know sort of explained to me this is a spiritual um not a religious uh program um because i, I don't think i was anti religion I just couldn't believe that religion would work for me I was too cynical um and what we really get permission on what my experience is and this is I've, I've been in oa a long time and abstinent a short time um so i um I've had many incarnations of recovery and various sponsors and trying to make other sponsors my higher power, their higher power. I've had Catholic sponsors. I've had Christian sponsors. I've had Buddhist sponsors. I've had a pagan sponsor. um, And I've desperately tried to make their higher power my higher power. And what I've really learned is that I can take a little bit of everything that resonates and works for me and um, i don't have to identify myself as any particular religion but i can make use of what they all offer me in order to get closer to my higher power and that anything that resonates with me and brings me closer to feeling connected and enthusiastic and inspired is something i can use um i've just uh with the with the wives and friends i've got i've got three children and um they fluctuate in their participation in anything spiritual i've uh, got an eight-year-old at the moment who. Um, formed a little god table um and um and that's just beautiful it's just lovely to see that she's got some sort of spiritual awareness because it's certainly more than I had at that age and if that's a gift I can bring to them just by my practicing the programme and getting well then so be it. Fantastic. Um I think that's all I have to share on that paragraph. Thank you for hearing me and um with that I'll pass.
0: Well thank you so much for sharing Clara welcome. Happy to have new voices on board. Thank you so much. Okay, so we're going to take another list of names. We're on page 87. The second paragraph is Circumstance Warrant, focusing Barbara on that H. paragraph. Barbara v- H. Vasa O. Vasa O. Ida. Ida, first name, last name. Ida A. A. Okay. Who else? Anyone else?
6: Judith R. Judith
11: R.
0: Okay, well, we will roll with that group. Kelly G. Oh, okay, Kelly, what was it, E? G, G. Okay, G. All right,
12: well, we'll go with that group.
0: All right, Barbara H, Vasa O, Ida A, Judith R and Kelly G. Go ahead, Barbara.
12: Yes, good morning, everybody. It's so good to be talking on this. I always listen, but today just something sparked from the reading. Um, I love the words be still and know I'm God. No there's a God, no I am a God. I love those words. Sometimes if you speak to another friend or something and they say something to you, that morning that they say something to you is so impressive. Words mean so much, but sometimes the less words said, the more powerful it is. And one day I I sat down and I uh, was writing, and all of a sudden I had anxiety uh, over things that were going on in my home. And um, I wrote the words, be still and now I am No. Be still and know that I am God. And I all of a sudden, I started to write it. Everybody should try this. It's great. You write, Be still and know that I am God, and you leave off the last word, and you go to the next line, and you write, Be still and know that I, I am, and you leave word God off. Each sentence, you leave the last word off, and you end up with the word BE. Just BE, because that's the last word after you eliminate it. And then you read it back, and when you read the word "be," it, 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 the quietness of the anxiety. And I had an operation, and and I was being put in at the hospital I worked in, and the doctors, my friends, they all knew me. So if if you don't calm down, uh, while they were wheeling me in with the blue hat and the, the thing they put on you, you're not going to be able to have the operation. Your body's shaking. I said, I'm scared. And the minute I said, be still and know that I am God, not me, I felt that they couldn't believe it in the hospital. They they put me to the table. They injected me. But I was the anesthesia. I was calm from God, from the anesthesia. God. And whenever I go someplace now and I call up for accessoride, I have to go to the doctor, friend, wherever. And they ask you on the phone. Are you traveling uh, with a companion, an aide? I said, no, uh, I'm traveling with God. And they respond so unbelievably, start talking about God. It's such a powerful phrase. And every time I get, like, that feeling, you know, you guys know it, like you get anxiety and you just want to pick up anything to shove in your mouth, I say those words and I get now, unhungry. It helps me so much. And this meeting is, like, so beautiful. I appreciate it. All of you, anytime anybody speaks, I get it's like a day, a day without this meeting is like a day without sunshine. Thank you for letting me share. And thank you for your beautiful service and voice. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Barbara H. Vasa, oh, your turn. Please go ahead.
13: Thank you, Amy, for your service. And Vasa, grateful, recovered, Compulsive vida. Calling from Florida, and thank you for everybody's service shares at uh, the meeting. I just I haven't stopped coming to the vision for you since it 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 was uh, developed. So grateful. And anyways, uh, I I you know I did have a religion, and I also grew up. In, uh, so this is step eleven: prayer and meditation. I did have some religion, and I also grew up in a communist country years ago. So, in school, we thought there was no God at home; there was a God, so I was lot there was a lot of mixed emotions mixture in my head about God. But it seemed like by the time I came to my first meeting, I was almost like an atheist. I really didn't believe it and um i I was craving in many ways I remember I was craving for God, but I just didn't know how to find them. And uh, even before I came to my first meeting, years, you know, months before I found Overeaters Anonymous, I remember praying out loud to God, if you're out there somewhere, please show me where you are. And that was the end of it. You know, I reached out with my hand, driving the car with the other in in my van, and I just left it there. And before I used to reach to God that it was always, well, if you do this for me, then I'll do that for you. So that was that's it, it, that just happened only once in a while. So I had the gift of desperation. I was just so willing and ready to surrender and pray on my knees, you know, to God. That you know, and I learned through my sponsor. I, she twelve stepped me a little bit over the twelve steps, and I learned I had a disease. I had the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind. I knew I had. The obsession of the mind, but I did not understand the allergy. But, anyways, I was so ready and willing to surrender, and I became like I had that connection with God that moment through prayer and meditation. So, but for me, it has enlarged. Today, I mean, since then, I prayed. This was like 33 decades ago. I have never stopped praying, you know, and I had to learn how to meditate and listen to God. And I and I remember being so embarrassed praying alone in the bathroom for many years because I didn't want my husband to walk in or, or the kids to see me. Then gradually, little by little, I started praying in the bedroom, whatever I – I always get on my knees in the morning before we start the day the – day. And now if my husband walks in, but now he knows not to walk in, or if he did, he'd say, oh, oh, that's my time. And he'd say, oh, I'm sorry, but I have no problem with prayer and meditation. I know what God has done for me or what he's still doing for me today, and I don't want to ever stop doing what I'm doing. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Vasa. Okay, Ida A, It's your turn. Please go ahead.
12: Hi, good
11: morning, everyone. Ida A. here, Compulsive overeater eater from Northern British Columbia. Thanks so much for leading us today, Amy, and thank you, everybody, for being here. It is shocking to me that almost 400 people every morning join this daily ritual, shocking in a beautiful way. And that's a version of a daily discipline I now have, thanks to all of you visionaries. For me, the area in reading today, be quick to see where religious people are right. I kind of had a giggle about that this morning because I can do that today. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to having the food down and thanks to having this daily discipline. I can see how wrong I have been. And so part of my daily discipline does involve many helpful books. Sometimes it's about a Deepak Chopra book, Sometimes when I feel com- completely distant from the creator I pick up William P Young and I read parts of The Shack which was a book that absolutely changed my ability to see a true relationship with the loving creator Sometimes I pick up the essential writings of Martin Luther King Jr who was those are outside monitor. issues sorry so so I um many helpful books many helpful books So what I love about this paragraph, it allows me to lean into the AA Big Book and utilize um, other spiritual giants that they're not alive any longer, just like Bill W., but they're alive in the words that flow across the page. And I gain so much more knowledge, wisdom, and I think I've become a more compassionate person, a more loving person, a more patient person, a person less easily um, led to get hooked by distractions or by by times that I might get angry with something in the past. I can just meet it with patience and tolerance. So the AA Big Book has come alive thanks to you wonderful visionaries, and so have other books. This this section gives me permission on so many ways to go back to the faith of my childhood, which I never dreamed I would be doing. So I have much gratitude to all of you, and I really appreciate all of you being here. And continued love and blessings on your journey. I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Ida. Pardon the interruption. Appreciate your share very much. Judith R., it's your turn. Please go ahead.
4: Hi, thank you so much. Judith R., Gracefully Recovered
6: in Vermont. Um,
14: I went from being an atheist on a bad day and an agnostic on a good day to being in love with God. And part of my spiritual experience was I decided that anybody who used already created prayers, what I called canned prayers, was full of baloney and that it only the the only way i ever wanted to pray was to talk to god and use my own words and then i went on a wonderful retreat a 12-step retreat and um had so much healing on this retreat but the day the retreat was over i woke up and i heard myself say who is there to say there's a god anyway and that that the intensity of that doubt was so unsettling and shocking to me that I thought, you know, maybe maybe I'm going to go hang out with some of the masters of prayer. Um, maybe maybe just doing my own thing is not always working. So um, I wound up using the Psalms a lot, and um, they give me so much comfort and wisdom and, and all that good stuff. Um, so... I'm just sharing that to to say that um, I do think we we sometimes shut off the good stuff because we are afraid of it or we think it's not going to be good, but um so I've been doing that for 30 or 40 years now, and it its um I just found a new church to hang out with, and it turns out they use the same kind of thing, and I'm just um'm I'm, I'm sort of overwhelmed with how good God is, and with that'll pass thanks.
0: Thank you so much. Judith R., Kelly G., it's your turn.
15: Hi, Kelly G. from Florida, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. And, um, yes, I'm grateful for this this reading as well. Um, I'm currently in the state of acting as if, faking it till I make it. And right now I'm doing the action. And every morning, I wake up, I set my alarm, I plug into the meeting, and I write a letter to God. And um, not only do I write the letter, but then I write a letter back to myself from God. And for me, this is a new practice that I've started, and, um, and it's really – it's It's personifying a higher power for me and making it something because I think the biggest blockage for me was feeling like I was talking to a stuffed animal. And I would go through the motions and I'd say the prayers and I just didn't feel connected. And that has been the biggest blockage for me throughout my whole recovery journey. Um, But I hear all the shares and I hear all the hope and the transformations. And what I seek so much from the food from my meals is the comfort, the comfort that everyone talks about that is fulfilled with a higher power. And that is what I crave so badly. Um, and so throughout the day, it's one of those things where it's so easy for me to believe that there's a higher power when things go well. It's so easy for me to say, oh, wow, that worked out perfectly. There's, there's God. There's my higher power. It's when things hit the fan where I'm like, no, nope, there, there's no higher power. Why is this happening to me? And so, so lately, I've just been trying to give credit to God no matter what happens. Um, and I find that when I'm not aligned with God, it feels so much more yucky. It's like it, it puts me in check. God puts me in check. And, um, yeah, I'm just constantly seeking and craving and trying to absorb and listen to others and, and do the footwork, do the action, because I know without action, faith without works is dead. And this is a program of action. The last thing about the meditation piece, which is a very much work in progress to be still is like, it makes me cringe. Because my entire day of unoccupied time is running for distraction. Distractions for me, myself, and I. And that moment of stillness, which is what I am running away from as fast as I can, it seems impossible. It seems impossible that my thoughts and my feelings are going to be too much for me. And then food will be the only answer. Or rage will be the only answer. And, um... And Hi. yeah, it's just thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Kelly. Okay, so
0: we have time for uh maybe two more shares. Who would like to chime in on page eighty seven, second paragraph? <laughs> Sally? Gen I'm Ginger sorry C. Sally. Sally G-Ginder, A. Ginger Sally Okay, okay. So we've got Sally A and Ginger C. Perfect. Gen Z. Okay, go ahead. Jen I'm not sure we're going to have enough time but I will hold you there and see okay but we're going to go
16: ahead with Sally A and Ginger C go ahead Sally hi hi good morning everyone thank you for all the shares um I overslept so I I heard about half the meeting but I was so excited because believe it or not this is one of my favorite parts of the big book uh, about the damn religious people were right after all like you know, I, I almost didn't want to believe that. I don't know why I was so resistant since I was a kid um, to get religious or to get spiritual. I think that was really the missing link in my life. Uh, I think food took over, and there was a force inside of me that was very resistant to give up the food, just like it's resistant to the spirituality. It's almost like a demon or something preventing me or or something scared or something that's preventing me from from getting to the other side, it's kind of like the dark side going into the light, and um you know as i as I trudge along with you guys, and like the previous share, like act as if um I notice how wonderful my life becomes instantly when I start um praying and meditating, it's like magic almost, and it's made me a believer, and it made me believe, yes, you know all the spiritual religious people I used to make fun of when I was younger and think they were full of crap like they weren't (laughs) they were really happy and and always smiling and always kind and for some reason there was a part of me that didn't believe that could happen for me um and it's happening slowly um and I'm really grateful for that and I remember I had a friend who I met at a gym a long time ago and um she was very spiritual, very religious, and very sweet all the time. And she had gone through such unbelievable tragedies, like um, she accidentally killed her two-year-old son, you know, by spilling hot oil on him in her country. Um, And this had happened like 20 years prior, but she was so faith-based and um, always in such a wonderful mood. And And I thought to myself, if that had happened to me, I would have been suicidal. Like, there's no way I would have survived that. And to see how this woman has grown spiritually and how it saved her life and how she spreads that. It's like infectious, her smile, how happy she always was. So I think of her from time to time. And um, I'd like to dedicate my share to her uh, today because she really was one of those spiritual people in my life that gave me that little light of hope that, you know, this too, I can be this way also. And I don't have to go to the food, I can go into that light and feel that warmth that I needed all my life. So thanks for letting me share.
0: With time to spare, thank you so much, Sally. Ginger C, you're up, please go ahead.
6: Hi, good morning, thank you for your service. Yep. Can you hear oh, me?
0: There you are. I hear you now.
6: Oh. Go ahead. Great. Thanks so much, Amy. Um, so Ginger C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And um, I'll never forget when I was working with Herb Kay, and he asked me how my morning looked. You know, what are you doing in your morning? And I told him, I get up and I go meditate. And he's like, well, why are you meditating after you get up? Did you not read page 86 on awakening? Let us think about these 24 hours ahead. So I'm so grateful, again, for these teachers that help guide because I want to follow this work precisely. And 87, these last two paragraphs, that's when this meditation period begins. So the practice now is that I wake up, I read 86 to page 88, and then I get quiet and I get with God. And that's what Bill and Bob did too with these morning prayer time that they used to practice about 15 years into being sober and clean. They would usually probably read from the Bible, but they started with some reflection, some intention, and then they would go and they would be quiet and try to just ponder those thoughts. Um, and you know, this practice—it's just—it's just daily though. It's wash, rinse, repeat. It's not, well, I'm going to sit and pray today, but tomorrow I'll think about it, and or a week later I'm getting back to it. And I just wanted to share this passage that Bill wrote from a 1958 grapevine. And um, he says, you know, if life isn't really going the way that you want it to go, the chances are better than ever that even we shall locate our trouble in our misunderstanding or neglect of AA's step 11, prayer, meditation, and the guidance of God. The other steps can keep most of us sober and somehow functioning. But step 11 can keep us growing this effectiveness, this understanding, this deepening, if we try hard and work at it continually, if we expend even 5% of the time on step 11 that we habitually and rightly lavish on step 12, the results can be wonderfully far-reaching. That is an almost uniform experience of those who constantly practice step 11. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Ginger C. All right, right, C, I've got a little shy of two minutes, if you'd like to go ahead.
6: Yes, thank you. Hi, this
17: is Gen Z from Kentucky. I love that last share. Thank you, Ginger C. Um, I just wanted to touch on that last sentence, uh, be quick to see where religious people are right, make use of what they offer. I have to say, I've heard a lot of shares about people who were agnostic or atheist coming into program, and I I came at it from the completely different perspective. I was a religious zealot, and I made it my goal in life to um, try to convince you why your religion was wrong and mine was right. And um, I realized the side of recovery that uh, people like me are probably uh, all over your fourth steps. And the reason why you um, find it difficult to see where religious people are right. And uh, it turns out, guess what people, I was just as sick as you are. And, and the 12 steps really helped, it was really God's hand helping me off of my pedestal and ushering me into um, the bus with the rest of the bozos. Um, turns out I was just as sick as everybody else. I thought I had all the answers, and I thought it was my job to convince everybody else that I was right. And uh, it was it was humbling and um, to realize that I don't have all the answers, and I can't even feed myself, so who am I to tell everybody else what to think? So I just felt like I needed to share that, because I know that there are people who have a lot of, um, you know, feelings towards uh, you know, religious people. But guess what? There's there's hope for us. <laughs> there is hope for us, and, uh, and it's called the 12 steps. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Gen Z. And on that note, we are going to wrap up the meeting, and I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's meeting, 7 a.m. February 4th, 2020 is 14,067. That's 14067. We will now close with a reading of the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Renee A., please go ahead and read, Our Book is Meant to Be Suggestive Only.
18: Good morning. This is Renee A., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.